Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. So what does food mean to you? This week's special guest is Brother Luck. He is, let's see, a professional chef. He's a contestant from Top Chef, and he's also a very successful restaurateur, and he has a new book out. So we will be chatting with him, and he's going to give us an interesting recipe, and I will also be sharing another excerpt from my new book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diary Seasons. I'll be sharing also a recipe for a cool cappuccino. So stay with me. This is an excerpt from my new book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diary Seasons, which is, I call it a culinary memoir. There's recipes and it's really a diary or parts of excerpts from diaries that I wrote while I was living in Italy and creating my The Basic Art of Italian Cooking book series. This excerpt is a September 23rd and it's titled Gelato's Literary Past and a Cool Morning Cappuccino. Even gelato has a literary past. The first gelato is said to have been invented by a Sicilian, Francesco Procopio de Coltelli, who in 1685 went to Paris to open a coffee bar called Café Le Procope, where his version of gelato got so famous that he came to be called the father of gelato. Café Le Procope is believed to be the first coffee bar in Paris, a well-known haunt of the literati of its time, including Victor Hugo, Voltaire, and Balzac. Voltaire's desk remains on the second floor. While enjoying your gelato there, you can ponder some of the wisdom of these literary artists, probably thinking about some of the same things as, as you while creating their masterpieces at Café Le Procope. The last summer days of Rome are dwindling down into the fall. One still needs to find clever and delicious ways to stay cool and enjoy the taste of summer moving into autumn. One cool find I've been enjoying at some local coffee bars is a cappuccino with gelato and a mini cornetto or croissant. With guests at my pied-à-terre in the city, I decided to wake everyone up with a sweet breakfast at home. This morning, the sun was shining over the Colosseum and after a quick trip around the apartment to open up the shutters and take in the Roman sunshine, Breakfast was served up on the terrazzo with a picturesque view of the Colosseum. Here's the recipe for a cool cappuccino. Four cappuccino cups, four scoops of chocolate gelato, four scoops of vanilla gelato, whipped cream. To make it fresh, use one cup of fresh whipping cream, a cinnamon stick, four mini croissant, brioche, or cornetti. Whip the fresh cream until the peaks form. Distribute the gelato into four large cappuccino cups. Pour the cappuccino on top of the gelato and top with fresh whipped cream. Add a pinch of cinnamon and top with a mini croissant, brioche, or cornetti. What a way to wake up.
So today, my special guest is Chef Brother Luck, and he has an interesting background. He also has a new book that he's just released that he's going to tell us about also. So Chef, um, welcome, and thank you for being here, first of all. Yeah, of course. I'm honored, and uh, you know, any, any chance we get to share our story, I think it's extremely important. Yes. So I know you have an interesting background and story and, you know, how you uh, also how you got into being a chef. So I thought it would be really great for you to, to share that with my audience, um, letting us know about you and um, how you got into being a chef. Yeah. You know, I was I was a young teenager and, um, you know, just kind of kind of on the streets, not really having the right guidance, not being around the right people. And uh, I got put into a vocational school and I didn't want to become a chef until these these grown men, these mentors actually told me that I was good at cooking. I believed them. Uh-huh. And that's what actually pushed me to want to become a chef. So uh, they got me into competitive cooking um, that eventually turned into a $30,000 scholarship. And uh, I began my career or my dream of becoming a chef. Oh, all from that. And people don't realize like mentors are really, really important, especially in a student's life. Just that encouragement, right? Really, I think that sounds like that really pushed you over the top to keep pursuing it. So, yeah. Uh, that encouragement is so important. People, I think um, teachers and mentors don't realize how important your encouragement is to encourage students to uh, pursue you know, a career in whatever they may have a talent in. So how did you decide to, is this your first book? My first book. Yeah, I'm really excited. Wow. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's important to, to share your story. Um, we all have a story and a lot of us downplay our story because we don't feel like our story's good enough or, or somebody else had it worse. But in reality, our story is not meant for us. Our story is meant to be shared for others to hear to be inspired by, to find hope. And that's that's really what I was hoping to do with, with writing my memoir, No Lux Given, was essentially share my story to just give someone encouragement through, you know, persevering through a tough childhood, pursuing a dream, overcoming obstacles, battling mental health, um, and then, you know, achieving success and how to manage it. Uh-huh. That's it is. It's really important. We're all I always say this. We're all unique beings and we all have our own story. And it's not a right or wrong story. It's just your own unique story. And I think that is just what you said. So important to share that because a lot of your unique experiences, even though they're they may not be exactly the same as someone else, have some similarity. <laughs> and uh He's agreeing with me. There you go. Your dog's agreeing with me, right? <laughs> I have a dog too. She's not, she's not in my studio, but if she was, she'd be barking too. Um, anyway, I think it's really important. We all benefit from others, from your experience. You know, it's not exactly the same, but it's similar and uh, it can definitely encourage. And I think it even helps pe- put people kind of over the top to where they need to get to. So, okay, so this is your first book. So are you, um, do you have a restaurant or um, do you do this uh, on, like as uh, consulting as far as your career as a chef? No, I own multiple restaurants uh, here in Colorado. So I have go. one for my brother Luck. I have another restaurant called Lucky Dumpling. Uh, we have a private project called The Studio where we entertain. So uh, we have some, we have 
Colorado's uh, is definitely our, our home. That's where we love being. Um, we are able to be a part of the community here in Southern Colorado. And uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Wow. So if people want to find one of your restaurants, they're located in Southern Colorado. Yeah. So we're in uh, Colorado Springs, which is about an hour south of Denver. Um, you can always, you know, check us out on chefbrotherluck.com. That gives you all the information of, of our restaurants, how to book us, um, where to visit us and, and really see what we're about. And do you, is there any particular kind, like style of cooking that your restaurants specialize in or a variety? Is it just a variety? Uh, no, we have a, so our restaurant four is uh, telling the story of the four corners. We do that through a four course tasting experience with Brian uh -huh. Perry. Mm -hmm. um really get into the people of the southwest so you know being here in the four corners we have a lot of native american a lot of hispanic we have european cowboy and pioneer so it's this unique blend of of culture and history between elevation so you know you have the mountains and you have the desert and right. uh, there's a lot of amazing stories behind that um our restaurant lucky dumpling is inspired by my time working in asia um it's a it's a fusion of my creole heritage uh but also my love of asian cuisine so we do dumplings uh infused with things like dirty rice so it's a it's a really fun concept there and then studios where we just kind of play you know it's it's where i get to get into wine pairings and and really tell the things of uh, the stories that i love i think being on shows like top chef you know, you have this ability to to be a storyteller to a national audience and having a private venue is a, is a great ability. Yes, oh, that's great. I love it when, because food is so connected to culture and I love it when restaurants connect the food to culture in some way. So it sounds like it's definitely more of an experience than just eating there. You know, people can also kind of experience culture. So as far as your book, the book that you just released, tell us the title of that book. Yeah, the book's called No Luck's Given. Uh, Life is hard, but there is hope. Okay, and tell us, so is this, a me it's a memoir, but does it include recipes also? Now we're, we're saving the recipes for the cookbook that's coming out. So we're there working on the second book already. And uh, we've got some amazing things happening there. But, you know, I, I think it's it's much more than just uh, my love of food. Um, this is a story that relates to people. Um, and it, it touches on so many different subjects. I, I think there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a way to identify um, because we ask the reader a lot of questions to, to really reflect and, and, and give us the, what's your, what's your feeling? How are you doing? Um, I, I want that engagement in that story. Uh-huh. Wow. That's great. That's great. So it's almost can be kind of like an interactive type of book, right? Cause you're, it sounds like you're asking the reader questions and kind of getting them to reflect. Exactly. You know, I, I think when we're, when, if a lot of my story is chasing validation uh -huh. and the moment I realized I was actually winning was the moment I could look in the mirror and validate myself. Uh -huh. It wasn't through a show. It wasn't going to be through awards or recognition. It wasn't going to be through my restaurants. It was going to be myself. And I, I think that question is something we all struggle with in a, in a world of social media where we're, we're comparing ourselves to the, the greatest hits of somebody's day. Right. Exactly. And you shouldn't, you should be your own unique creation, right? Everybody is. So exactly. So do you have a style of cooking that is kind of your 
favorite? And is there a recipe you could share with us, like something similar? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, one of my favorite things to make right now, especially as we head into the fall season, is bacon jam. It's one of my uh, recipes I've been making for a number of years. Uh, I like to add it to to charcuterie boards. I like to put it on grilled cheese sandwiches. Sometimes I even use it as a as a component for a uh, cheesecake. Uh, but what we do is we caramelized onions. Um, we cook that down with some rendered bacon. Uh, we hit it with a little bit of red wine, a little bit of molasses, a little bit of balsamic, some maple syrup. Uh, we cook all of that down with some brown sugar and black pepper until we get this gorgeous compote. And we reduce it until it's, it's nice and thick and syrupy. Um, once it's chilled, it becomes just an amazing component with so much umami and, and balance of, of sweet and salty and spicy and bitter all in one. So it's a, it's a favorite of mine during this time of the year. Um, I, I think I'm actually going to make a pumpkin soup as we get a little bit closer into the season. And I'm going to pair it with this bacon jam. I was going to say, that sounds like that would make an amazing combination. So there you go. And it's, it's definitely simple enough to, uh, to share. So you were on Top Chef. What season were you on? So we can tell people to go find you. Find yeah, you. yeah. I, I was very fortunate to be on two seasons of Top Chef. So I was on uh, season 15, which was based here in Colorado. Okay. Uh, I was back season 16, which was based in uh, Kentucky. Uh, but yeah, also on Food Network, you know, you can catch me being Bobby Flay, which is always a fun thing. A uh, number of episodes of Chopped. I just, you know, it's it's amazing just the opportunities to to compete on that level and be in the entertainment industry as well as the hospitality industry. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. So people can check you out then all over. I'm sure it's all over the internet. Also Top Chef Chop beating Bobby Flay. So um, what's next um, as far as, so you said your next, I guess your next cookbook, your next book is going to be a book cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on uh, an amazing food and wine experience book uh, cookbook that I just I, I I love the story of how wine becomes the ultimate accoutrement to any dish. And, you know, I've been working with my sommelier in my restaurant for the last 16 years. So um, the journeys him and I have been on the travels, the winemakers we've 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 built relationships with the dinners we've done, uh, the pairings, the ideas, the thought process. Um, that's going to be the next book that's coming out. Um, so we're hoping to have that out by next year. Wow, that's um, interesting. Or I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say, so did you concentrate mainly on wines made in the U.S. or are they international wines also? International. You know, I, I think, you know, we obviously as a here in this country have a have an amazing um, a variety of regions that we can we can get to play with, uh, you know, from California to Oregon to Washington. But even when you get up into the Finger Lakes, I mean, there's some some amazing things up in New York. There and is. I th but I, but I think as we we get into food, you know, food is the ultimate connection to any culture. And I think as we're we're exploring international um, wines, we're able to to find these these familiar stories in Italy and France and in South America and Australia. Um, that we all know because wine is always something that's around the table when it comes to the dinner and the family. Exactly. Oh, that sounds great. Well, we'll definitely be looking forward to that book. So um, brother luck, tell us where can we find your latest book? 
yeah, you can find me on Amazon. You can find me on Barnes and Nobles. You can also get it on our website, chefbrotherluck.com. Uh, and of course, follow me on all social media platforms at Chef Brother Luck, uh, whether it's whether it's uh, on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or YouTube. We're on all the above. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much. And hopefully we'll be hearing from you in the future about your upcoming uh, cookbook. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show. And thanks to my producer, Britton Roselle, and this week's special guest, Brother Luck. And as always, you can find me on my website at marialiberati.com and my blog at marialiberati.com, on Instagram at Maria Liberati, on Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati, on LinkedIn at linkedin.com, front slash in slash mliberati, and on Twitter at Maria Liberati. And let's see my Roku channel, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking by Maria Liberati, and my Maria Liberati channel on Vimeo and on YouTube. My latest book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diary Seasons, has this week's recipe on page 71. And you can find the book on Amazon and Kindle and marialiberati.com and really anywhere books are sold online. And I will be doing a special appearance and book signing and sampling at the Taste Philadelphia Convention at the Valley Forge Casino and Resort on October 21st and 22nd. You can buy tickets. There will be chefs from the Food Network and you'll be able to taste. Um, There'll be lots of food, great food for tasting and sampling and lots of restaurants and lots of different wines and liqueurs. It's just a, a really great event. So I will be there on October 21st and 22nd. And on October 2nd, I will be doing a book signing at the Maplewood South Orange Book Festival in South Orange, New Jersey. Hope to see you at those events. And again, uh, as I always say, take a picture of the cool cappuccino recipe, hashtag it the Maria Liberati show and share it on social media and we'll share it also and put it on the website for the podcast, the MariaLiberatiShow.com. Until next time, peace, love, and pasta.